Hey, hey, Sir Rick. Producer Fargus. Did you uh, did you see me last week doing the soccer shape class? I definitely didn't see it, but I saw the aftermath of it. The fucking hair all over the place. Yeah. The sweaty T-shirt. I almost vomited. And uh, yeah, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> all right, tell me about it, stud. Dude, so it's like a circuit training. It was pretty cool. Circuit training. Circuit training. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's the best way I can describe it. Mm. You got like little stations or whatever you do. Whatever workout you do in one place, and then you move on to the next one. You have a little partner that you work with pretty much the whole Ooh, time. A little partner. Who's your little partner? partner? Mine was Nicole from Game Time Foundation. Ah, we yeah. like her. Yeah, she's nice. She, she's a, <laughs> she's, she's cool a people. Guy, she's a good person. She is. Uh huh. <laughs> gives her time to underprivileged children. Yeah. Making their lives better. Like Gus. No, I don't do that. <laughs> don't no, me. I mean you're the underprivileged. Child. I'm the un- oh yeah yeah yeah. There uh, you go. I know what you're saying. <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, she kicked my ass. She works out more regularly than I do, I yes. got to say. So. Which is to say she works out at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Facts only. Hashtag facts only. Uh-huh. But yeah, dude, I had to take like a little two, three minute break and hydrate myself. Mm-hmm. And then I came back in and I finished the class out. But yeah, dude, there was a point there where I was like, okay. Were the professional soccer players looking down on you? No, no, they were they were very motivating. Were they laughing at you? No, we, we <laughs> I was laughing. laughing. I laughed at myself more than anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you almost puked. I almost puked, man. That's the thing. I would have made it happen. I think yeah. I would have. You would have. Yeah. I should have made myself puke just for the. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Well, if for we were like recording, and we will, uh, we'll yeah. get, we'll do another soccer shape class here coming up. Yeah, we got this Monday. That's right. Uh, Monday, June fifth. Fifth. Monday, June 5th. Yeah. If you're listening to the show, that's today. That's right. Yeah, I guess by the time <laughs> this is released. Yeah. But you will do another Soccer Shape class, and then hopefully we'll get a few snippets of you actually going through it this time, as yeah. opposed to just the post-game reaction. Yeah, there's going to be a video. So when you see me... But definitely for production <laughs> value, we're going to need you to yak. So yeah, when you, like, see, me, it. When you see me dry heaving, I'm talking, it's, it's not yeah, fake. Yeah, like do it up. Grab the nearest trash can and just yeah. go like head first into it. And that's my problem, dude. I go ham. I know I haven't worked on it forever, but I work. But when I start working out, I, I just pick up right where I, I left off. I don't off. think they'd allow you to take it easy. Um, professional you go, soccer players are gonna like kick your ass. Yes, I mean, but like, let's say, uh, if you if, if you, you want to go do, sixty, you want to go sixty as opposed to one hundred and ten. No, no, no. If if you you're, you're supposed to go at your own pace, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Just do what everybody else is doing, but at your own pace. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, fuck that. I want to be the fastest one. Right. Of course. So then halfway through the class, I'm fucking dry heaving and uh-huh. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hands on knees. Exactly. Are you actually going through soccer uh, things through soccer workouts? Yeah, yeah. They have they have a few soccer specific workouts. Right. So you're doing so, like, uh, are you kicking balls and shit? Uh, more like dribbling. Dribbling the balls in and out of cones and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But you don't really, like, sh- take shots and whatever. Right, right. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I mean, but maybe we didn't do it that class. I'm, I'm sure they have different things that they incorporate in different classes. We got to get more into this. Oh, yeah. It's going to be we'll, fun. We'll get to it, and then we'll talk to them about it. Yes. And I will vomit all over myself. All right. Let's start the show. <laughs> I will get us started in just a second, but to piggyback off of that opening, we will be doing a uh, soccer-specific show, hopefully with some of the Soccer Shape guys, uh, Tuesday, June 6th, so we'll get to that eventually. There will be no soccer discussed on today's show, 
we will get to that topic and we'll get to the, the your second experience in soccer shape class. Oh yeah. And hopefully with some of these guys who will join us. But uh, more details on that forthcoming. Yes. In the meantime, today is June fourth. It is. 2017. Yes. And we're recording this show that we like to call Lemon City Live. I am Hipster. 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 Enrique, but they like to call me Hipster Rick. Hipster Rick. You are Producer Fungus. But his real name is Gustavo. And uh, this guy. It's my slave name. This guy. That guy. Uh -huh. Not joining us today. <laughs> no. He's a real loser. <laughs> so, coming up on today's show, we'll talk about the NBA, of course. That's probably going to be our first topic discussed. It's kind of a huge event that's going on right now. Huge. It's huge. It's huge. Uh, we'll get to baseball as well. And is there anything else that you wanted to discuss, Gus? No, nah, man. Because we will not it. be doing soccer? Yeah, we're not going to do soccer. So baseball, basketball, there's no okay. football going on. So Correct. All right. Now, we'll get to the more pertinent matters. But as, a, but as it relates to the NBA, we haven't been on the air for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, th like, shit has gone down. We things took memorial, memorial weekend off. Yeah. I mean, who didn't, right? Exactly. But things have happened in the meantime. Yes. Namely, both conferences were decided. Uh-huh. Both champions were crowned. Uh-huh. So the Warriors took the West. They took it. And the Cavaliers, the land, Still, the landfill. The landfill. Took the East. Yeah. More importantly, the Warriors swept through the West. Ooh. 12 and 0, while the Cleveland Cavaliers dropped a game yeah. in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Boston Celtics. Yep. Without Thomas. Yeah, without Isaiah Thomas. That, mm. was, that was kind of weird. That was surprising, yeah. It seemed like the Cavaliers were going to blow them out. Mm -hmm. It was like a 20 something point. I think we discussed this, did we not? We discussed this on the last yeah. show that we were in. But that, that game, now, since what's important about that is that since we found out Richard Jefferson came out and he said that LeBron might have been ill. There were reports about mm -hmm. him because it was, it was unlike anything you've ever seen. Yeah. Now, LeBron is the model of consistency in the NBA, and you've never seen anything like that. And for this guy to come out and just lay an egg. Yeah, dude. It, it was because that would have been a bad game by anybody's standards. And we knew, Let alone, actually, you know, you, know yeah. you see Steph Curry have those games where he uh -huh. went like 6 of 23. Yeah. <laughs> but he still somehow got 24 points or some shit. Exactly. Well, this would have been a bad game by like, I don't know, fucking Derek Williams standards. Yeah. But it was LeBron who did it. Exactly. So it was, it was just odd. And it was, and it was reported before the game that he, that he was uh, experiencing flu-like symptoms or something like that. Is that like true? That. Yeah, yeah. I don't I remember, remember hearing that. They were comparing him to, uh, they were saying, oh, maybe we're going to see a Jordan flu, oh, a flu game. game. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he just laid an egg. Well, I mean, it wasn't 63 points. Yeah. Not even close. I heard uh -huh. not too long ago, because I didn't know this, and you know I wasn't here to live through it. Yeah. I heard that the Bulls lost that game. The flu game? The Bulls lost the flu game. Is that true? Oh, man, I don't think so. I don't know. I think I, think I heard that in passing. I'm not sure. Anyway, we'll okay. get to that. I mean, I could just look it up real quick. You can. I don't but think it's true, though. We're not going to do that. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Eastern Conference uh, final champions mm -hmm. against the Western Conference final champions. Yes. The, for the third time in a row and for the first time in NBA history, these two teams meet. And that is, for the first time ever, two teams meet three consecutive years in the NBA Finals. So the Golden State Warriors against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Seventh straight final for LeBron James. Third straight final, obviously, for the Warriors. Yeah. And what did we expect coming into this one? Yes. 
coming into the finals, yeah, um, I think we expected a little bit more than what com- we've got competitiveness, dude. Well, what is it that we've gotten? Um, Warriors have just completely stomped on the Cavs in the first two games. We've gotten Kevin Durant, a lot of that. Oh yeah, Mama well, Durant. What what people? She's the real MVP. Yeah, what people thought was going to happen as soon as they found out that Durant was going to the Warriors, that's what's happening. Correct. It's all coming together. Yeah. It's all coming to fruition here. Exactly. Now, the Warriors, here's the problem. And here's my issue with the NBA, and it's always been the issue, a lot of issues. When we talk about the regular season and people thinking about effort and all this shit, we were uh-huh. worried about the Cavaliers, and all of a sudden they just they raked through the, uh, the, the East. Eastern Conference. It was, it's an issue of effort mm-hmm. every night, night in and night out. And it's an issue of motivation. When you're playing your second game of a back-to-back in January, it's not as simple to get it up for the game as it is when you start the, the NBA Finals. Exactly. So you might need to take I'll, a blue pill. I'll, yeah. So a lot of these <laughs> things, or Cialis, because <laughs> that one you can activate whenever you need it. That's true. So when it, well, not that I have experience, I'm just saying, <laughs> like I've seen commercials. But uh, yeah, the thing about the NBA Finals is it, it brings out a certain effort, which is kind of the reason why the Boston Celtics are not a fucking playoff team. Well, they are a playoff team. Yeah, but do, do you know what I'm saying here? I know what you mean. Yeah. My issue with the Boston Celtics is that they're an effort team. They're a bunch of fucking yeah. tryhards. Yes. And the fact that they're tryhards means that <laughs> when, in, night in and night out, during the regular season, mm-hmm. that's the effort team that can get it up to beat the better teams with clearly way more talent. Yes. But when it comes to the playoffs, when everybody is at maximum effort, then you no longer have that edge. And when you no longer have that edge, talent wins out. Of in course. the NBA, more than any other league, Talent oh, yeah. always wins out. Yep. Seldom do we see talent not win out. For example, I believe last year the Warriors were the better team. Yeah. They didn't win. Uh, I believe that the Miami Heat were the better team in 2010. In 2000, yes. uh, yeah, 2010. 2010, they didn't win. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's an issue of... Uh, 11. Right. 2011. Yeah. The, yeah, the 2011 finals. It was the 2010-2011 yeah. season. It, it's an issue of uh, maximum effort. And in the NBA, it always happens. This is why we always believe in the old thing, like you have to have a superstar to win in the NBA. Exactly. Or at least in the playoffs. And that's exactly what it is. There's too much firepower on this Golden State Warriors team. We just finished watching game two of the NBA Finals, and it was another route by the Warriors. Yeah. Chauncey Billups made this point in the postgame um, in the postgame uh, analysis, I guess, uh-huh. let's call it. And he's right. The Warriors are always two minutes away. And actually, I think that was gratuitous of him. Yeah. I think that was probably a, too much slack. <laughs> he's so, being nice. He's being yeah, nice. The Warriors are always two minutes away from blowing out any team. Yeah. I, dude, they're overwhelming. All yeah, of a man. sudden, the game is tied, and they have the ball, right? Mm-hmm. They come down, put a three up in your mouth, and then they come, they come back the other way. Turnover. Same thing. Come back. Three same again. thing. Yeah. Another three in transition. In your fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. You come back. You, let's say you were able to get an offensive possession and you were able to go through your progression and you miss a shot. They yep. come back another three in your mouth. All of a sudden, in a matter of five possessions, you're down nine points. Yeah. Just and, all of a sudden. And in one of those, you fouled Steph Curry and he sunk a free throw. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You fouled him from half court because you got to guard him from every point in the gym. Exactly. If he's in the fucking stands resting, you put a man on him. Yeah. You know? It's ridiculous. If, mom, if he's hanging out with Mama Curry, you put a, a man on him. <laughs> Preferably, you put Gus on it. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Gus is about Mama Curry, bro. Dude, I mean, have you seen her? No, yeah, she's she's got it going on. Wardell, my bad. You know, respect, 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 but (laughs) yeah, exactly, respect. (laughs) So, uh, two games now, and Kevin Durant has been the best player on the court. LeBron James is doing LeBron James things, 
but it's clear he can't do it by himself. This team is yeah. overwhelming. When you have a lineup that includes the thing is that he he can't it can't be just LeBron and Kyrie or just LeBron and Kevin Love. It's got to be the three of them or somebody else and on the team more. needs to and then more. Yeah. So in the first game, Klay Thompson didn't have a point. He didn't have a single point. But he played great defense. But I read a ridiculous stat that was when he mm-hmm. when the guy that he was guarding actually put up a shot. They were one of thirteen in the entire game. Yeah. See the fact that they had such low field goal attempts, mm-hmm. thirteen against Klay Thompson. When, for the most part, he was guarding their best offensive player on the perimeter, yeah. that is to say LeBron James, or maybe he switched on Kyrie, mm-hmm. maybe he spent some time on Kevin Love. The fact that uh, they only took 13 and then they only made one, the guy is a great defender. Yeah. And he's great on the perimeter. Now, team-wise, the Warriors are already a great defensive team. Mm-hmm. And when you get to, to really analyze them, because a lot of people get over that, or they, they, they see past that because they're so good offensively. Yeah. And they play at so much of a quicker pace than everybody else. Yeah, they so do. So in a game, they just have that many more possessions. It might seem like the Cavaliers had 113 points tonight, but at no point did you think that the Warriors were just giving up on defense or the Cavaliers were having their way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they play at a faster pace. Yeah, which and allows maybe, for more offensive possessions. Exactly. And, and, and defensive possessions as well. Correct. So maybe they're... Maybe they're um, points well, I meant per more possession. offensive possessions for the other team. Yeah, exactly. So maybe their points per 100 possessions are lower than anybody else's. Yeah. But since there's so many possessions. Yeah, you got to account for pace. Exactly. Always with the Warriors. And, well, this is it. It's all, it's, the plan is coming together. It's yeah. all coming together. You gave up Harrison Barnes mm-hmm. and you gave up uh, whatever, you know, Andrew Bogut. You kind of, gut, they didn't gut the team because they kept the important pieces. Yeah. But this is what you can afford to do when you have the best team in the league. And guys like when you're paying Steph Curry $11 million, which you no longer will be able to because he's a free agent at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But when Klay Thompson doesn't make the amount of money that he could be making elsewhere, uh, you know, when Draymond Green, when you, because uh, I believe they signed, yeah, they signed Draymond Green before the big cap space. Yeah. So this is the kind of thing, move. things Smart that move. happens. And then. Guys like David West or Sean Livingston, they're willing to take a, a pay cut to stay there for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe Andre Godala. You understand? Know yeah. So today, they start the game and Zaza Pachulia is their center. Mm-hmm. But then they sub him out and bring in a guy like Andre Godala. So all of a sudden now, on the floor, you have a Steph Curry, a Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Andre Godala. Yeah. All are guys who can do everything on a basketball court, except for maybe Steph Curry when it comes to banging inside. But even then... He's fucking awesome because he more than makes up for it with his handles yeah. and his vision. So while he's not going to post up Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. he can get into the paint and Dude, have his way. I got a notification today, speaking of Steph Curry's handles, uh-huh. from ESPN when he took LeBron off the dribble and he laid it up. Mm-hmm. Right? I totally thought LeBron was going to block that, but he didn't. But I got You know me, I'm a LeBron hater, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. even I wouldn't have sent out this notification. It said, Steph Curry... Oh, man, I don't remember. I, th- I think he said embarrasses. Clowns. Clowns. Yep. Steph Curry clowns LeBron with a series of ridiculous dribbles before blowing past him for a layup in game two. That's correct. Damn, bro. Now, that is not correct. I mean. Yeah, somebody, he somebody hates yeah, LeBron. Somebody Did Michelle LeBron. Beadle write that fucking thing? <laughs> Did Michelle Beadle write that? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. But, but somebody, Pat crazy. Riley, that had Pat Riley uh, handling the fucking <laughs> social media accounts for, <laughs> for ESPN today? I mean, it's, it's, it's a little out there. It's a little... Over the top, but man, but Steph Curry's money, dude. No, LeBron was amazing today. Uh, yeah, he, he had a triple double. He he had another triple double, and he tied Magic Johnson for most triple doubles in all in uh, finals. NBA Finals history. Yeah, and he was awesome. 
Kyrie Irving was okay. He had his moments. He mm-hmm. had his moments with the dribble and everything. Kevin Love was a lot better. Yeah. I felt his points were a little hollow in the mm-hmm. first game. They didn't. It was it was kind of just uh, in the stat sheets, but it didn't actually contribute to the game. Yeah. He was a little bit more uh, pivotal, I would say today. But at the end, it didn't matter. It just there's too much, man. Honestly, if you see them rolling down the court and Steph Curry can pull up from half court, and then you have Tristan yeah. Thompson standing by the baseline. I mean, what Kevin can you Durant do, bro? moving. And we, we were talking about this because we actually saw the game together. Yeah. Every single one of those guys. Think about that lineup I just named, right? When you're talking about Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay yeah. Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. All guys who can shoot from anywhere. Yeah. Who, can, who are great at moving without the ball. And except for Kevin Durant, who has a ridiculous basketball IQ, all guys that are already used to playing with each other. Yeah. And now Kevin Durant has had a full season to do it. So these guys, I, you know, somebody asked me the other day, why watch the games? If it's going to be a blowout, like, yeah. oh, I turned it off in the third quarter. I'm like, man, honestly, I just like watching this team play. Yeah, they're fun to watch, man. They're just, it's even beautiful. if it's a fucking, even, even if it's a goddamn blowout, yeah. I just want to see art. It's art, bro. Yeah. It's fucking basketball art in motion mm-hmm. to watch these guys play. The kind of passes that they make, the no looks, the, 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 the offensive possessions that they run, it's just unbelievable. It's crazy. I, we've never seen anything like this. No. Never. Never. The kind of I mean, shit the, that the had Jeff Van Gundy talking about, uh, yeah. uh, who was it, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry being the best duo in basketball history? I mean, yeah, that's a, that's right, a little much, but... Yeah, somebody somebody put something in yeah. there. He's got to start covering shit when he goes to the bathroom. Yeah. Start covering your drink when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> I think the closest thing we've seen to this... Mark Jackson put something in it. Yeah. Is in the middle of the Heat's Big Three era, when they were just doing crazy I, shit on yeah. transition. That was beautiful. That, that was, was awesome. beautiful stuff. Yeah. But it was... Yeah, but that's, you understand, it, yeah. it takes great players to be able to do that. And we are watching that, to be yeah. fair. Like, Steph Curry, maybe, oh, Steph Curry we know, and Kevin Durant we obviously know. I don't think Klay Thompson gets mm-hmm. enough credit. He did before Kevin Durant got there, but now yeah. he seems to have moved into that fourth spot on yeah. the list of I mean, most important guys on this team. He had to. Where, where, where else was he going to go? Guess. You know what it's I mean? That Draymond Green does so much for you. Yeah. But that guy was a fucking second-round pick. Yeah. That's some bullshit. The fact that they were able to find that kind of talent and that kind of value mm-hmm. in a guy like that. It happens, That's bro. insane. But, yeah, well, Clay Thompson, Isaiah I guess, Thomas moved was down. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. So. This Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Current Isaiah Thomas. The current Isaiah Thomas yeah. was Mr. Irrelevant, and he was an MVP candidate this yeah, year. Sometimes you get yeah. lucky with those guys. Yeah. But the issue is for a guy like Clay, and Clay Thompson totally has the feel of a guy who will eventually leave this team. Oh, for sure. Much like James Harden did in Oklahoma City. For sure. Just Once, because he wants to star more. When his, I mean, not even that. When his contract runs up, he's you can't. He's not going to take a huge. Oh, he's not going to be. Cut, no, he's not going to be. They're not going to be able to pay him. They're not going to no be able to pay him, way. bro. Because you know? the fucked up part is that as as much as I like Clay Thompson and as much as I like his game, if he were a Heat, for example, I'll take the shit out of that. Hell yeah. Because I think that guy can contribute in a major way to another team. Hell yeah. Because of what he does on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. For we're talking sure. about a guy who once had thirty-seven points in a quarter. Yeah. And he's one of the better perimeter defenders in the league did, because he's got he, size, speed, agility. Didn't he score 60-something this year, he was, this season? He's nasty. He's right? nasty. Yeah, something like I mean, that. I come on. But the issue is that you're right. They're not going to be able to pay him. And I don't think they should pay him because you'd rather pay Steph Curry. Yeah. You'd rather pay Kevin Durant. And then when it comes to deciding between J- uh, Draymond Green and, and Clay Thompson, which Draymond Green obviously already has his contract. Yeah. And so does Clay Thompson for that matter. But he's, gonna, he's eventually going to uh, yeah. be up here. It's, it's a matter of uh, Draymond Green does a lot of things for you defensively. Uh, uh, a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. He does more on the inside, which is what you need. Yeah, he's, he's more versatile. Right. It's, so, yeah, I guess Klay Thompson has the feel of a guy like that. I don't know. 
Welcome to Miami, bro. Now, yeah. Welcome to Miami. Come on Clay down. Thompson. Come on down. You know, we'll collect all the uh, all the white guys. I'll, well, show, you, he's not I'll white, show you the spots. Not fully, but you know what I mean. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. let's just get Gordon Hayward, he, Clay I, Thompson, and all those guys down. I here. told Money Manny. Money Manny was was with us earlier when I told him, bro, he's chocolate milk. Because he's not 100% chocolate. You got to add the milk. That's right. He does that. <laughs> and he does. He endorses he does those chocolate commercial. milk commercials, man. Those, those commercials. It works for him. Now, as far as the Cleveland Cavaliers go, that J.R. Smith that showed up in the finals last year and all of a sudden the world fell in love with J.R. Smith, yeah. which I already fucking love J.R. Smith just because he's <laughs> such a wild card. Yes, but I is. want that in my life. I, I embrace the anarchy in fucking sports. Yeah. I want the guy who refuses to put a shirt on. I want the guy who's mm-hmm. just unconscious or that one shot that he took yeah. went down on one knee and struck a chord with an invisible guitar <laughs> as he missed the shot. <laughs> that guy is so good. Who was that? That, that was, was him. That was J.R. Smith, okay, bro. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he launches it, thought it was a given, yeah. goes down on one knee, strokes the guitar, and goes around the world with his arm, mm-hmm. missed the shot. Yep. So fucking good. That was great. So J.R. Smith. That's so fun to watch. Oh, I love that, man. But that J.R. Smith... Uh, is missing a lot of shots in this one yeah. or has become irrelevant. Tristan Thompson, I honestly didn't remember Tristan Thompson played in game one of the NBA Finals yeah. because I don't remember any moments from him. He was so fucking irrelevant. He was so taken out of the game. Yeah. And and you know what? To be honest with you, LeBron fought so hard to keep that guy on this team. Yeah. At, you got to let GMs do their fucking job and stop trying to be GM, bro. Yeah, that's true. He did apply the public pressure for him and J.R. Smith for that matter. Yeah. Now, to be fair, Tristan Thompson is a good player. We're not going to you know, take a one-game sample size and make it a big deal. Tristan Thompson is yeah, a good yeah. player, and he mm-hmm. does plenty for that team. He's a difference maker there. Uh, I don't know that they would have gotten another player, but you're right. He did apply the public pressure, and fuck it. We're team petty, so you know, fuck LeBron. Yeah. This is what he gets now, <laughs> right? For sure. Now, here's what is more interesting to me than any of it, because until now, we've just kind of been doing reactions. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. What is the reaction now? to whatever happens here in the finals if what we think is going to happen eventually does happen, which is the Warriors win mm-hmm. fairly easily. I don't want to say easily. I, I totally ex- – I don't know that I expect this to be a sweep. I wouldn't be surprised if it did turn yeah. out to be a sweep, uh-huh. uh, which would be obviously uh, historic. We've never had a team just sweep through the NBA playoffs, and it does kind of say something about the current state of the NBA. So that's a conversation yeah. for another time. I'm talking about the legacy of the Kevin Durant, and I'm not that guy. You know Kevin me. Durant? Yeah. Okay. You know me. I'm not that guy who uh, believes in like legacy or that uh, because this is the way that we're used to doing it or this is the way that we should be doing it. Yeah. That necessarily means the man, the man can make his own path. I have zero problems with the fact that he joined the Golden State Warriors. So let me say that out front. Yeah. Zero fucking problems. Anybody has Look, the right to work wherever the hell they want. Here's, and clearly, he's been vindicated. If you don't think that this is validation for Kevin Durant and the way they've been playing and the way he fits into this fucking team, mm-hmm. how much they compliment him, then you're high. You're high. Here's what I think. This is my take on it. Yes. All right, when it's, when it's all said and done, LeBron is going to be remembered as the greatest player of this era. Right? Perhaps all time. Perhaps all time. Give okay. me that. Okay. Some people will think that, yes. Right, some people right? are. <laughs> right. Um, Got me down. But people will always remember him as having to build his own team in order to win. True. Right? Yes. In Miami and in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Okay? Ish. And Kevin Durant will always be remembered as the second best player of this era. And there will be and oh. he and he would have arguably had to do the same thing. He went to a team he put himself in a position to win yep. by putting himself in a team that he wanted to be in. You want to know what's interesting to me? Yes. And now I, I just thought about this a second ago. This is totally mm-hmm. not where I was going with this conversation. 
how how much we've learned or how much the rest of the world has been able to appreciate Russell Westbrook's game yeah. after Kevin Durant left because mm-hmm. he had to do everything. Yeah. And how much now we can fully appreciate the full array of Kevin Durant's game because of how much he's complimented on his team. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Whereas one is a looter and a riot, that being Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He has to do everything for his team because they need him to do it. Yeah. Kevin Durant, his skills are more shown now that he has all these pieces around him. You can see how good a player he is moving without the ball. Yeah. You can see how good he is at assisting other players when they can actually finish for him. You know what this reminds me of? You, go ahead. <laughs> in, um, in the Sandlot, when Benny oh, the Jet... There we he, go. He's, when now he, we're talking. When he wants now this to, is yeah, going down yeah, a good yeah. path. All right. Uh-huh. When he wants to bring in Smalls... You got my attention. <laughs> when he wants to bring in Smalls, and he's like, I need, to, I need the extra practice. I need to play the other positions yeah. that he doesn't normally <laughs> like, get to play. <laughs> I need to, oh, come on. Oh, come on, Benny. You're already the best player on our yeah, team. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the, the, what that reminds that me of. That kid is an L7 weenie. weenie. Oh, shouts. Good stuff, man. Shout out to uh, Good stuff. the Squints, bro. Yeah, I like you're wearing that Dodger shirt, like Benny the Jets Dodger hat. I am wearing hat. that Dodger shirt. And it does say Benny the Jet on the back. The Jets stole home. That's what it says on the back. The Jets stole home. The Jets stole home. <laughs> I'm doing the white man. The white, <laughs> white man like excited. Overbite. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's okay. So this is interesting to me, but I want to know what it's like because it certainly seems like Kevin Durant is on his way to being the Finals MVP this year. Yeah. At least if it, and I hate doing that shit. If it were over right now, he would be. Yes. Now there, are, there's plenty of basketball to be played. Yeah. Two more games. So you know, we'll see. At least 96 more minutes. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I want to know what it says about Kevin Durant. I want to know what, it, what, what people will think. Because I don't care. I'm not that guy. But I also know that in this world of sports, I think a little bit differently than, than the norm. You know? Okay. I, yeah. don't, I don't see it that way. For, man, like, the, guy is just, the guy is just a great player. And he should have the right to play with other great players. It doesn't prove yeah. anything that he... He's not breaking the rules. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuck? That's what I mean. So, will people kill him for the fact? Will this be no. tainted to his legacy at some point because he mm-hmm. had to he had to join? Now, the, dude, no, the Warriors it, essentially are two-time champs. If it doesn't They should have won last year. They yeah. were the better team last year and they won the year oh, before that. For sure. So, that's the team that he was he was joining the team that won the most games in the regular season. Yeah. Did they need him to win the title? No. No. So, what does that say about Kevin Durant? I don't know. He wanted. To, he just wanted to. He made the best decision for himself, dude. I, I think so. You know what I mean? Like, fucking. If that, if it doesn't taint LeBron's legacy, then it shouldn't taint Kevin Durant's legacy. Yeah. Man. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Obviously, this team becomes overwhelming, and when mm-hmm. you can replace Harrison Barnes with Kevin Durant, that's good work. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good job out of the uh, the front office. Yeah. There, yeah you know, the Mavericks took that took that Harrison Barnes and gave him that good money. Oh yeah. Let me ask you something. Do you remember? Can you can you recall like a single play from Harrison Barnes this season this year? This year, no. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Uh, I don't know. I I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter to me. It certainly doesn't. Mm-hmm. I I think that I actually thank Kevin Durant for what it is that I'm watching because I've never seen anything like this. This is some kind of fucking amazing basketball that I've seen. Yeah. Did it tip the scales a little bit? Maybe. I don't care. And that shouldn't be his fucking issue. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, man. Like who willingly goes through the harder track in life ever? You know, exactly. Hey, Gus, go. You know, you can be a VP, you can be an executive here at the top of this building, or you can scrub the toilets and start from the bottom. Yeah. What do you want to do? 
Yeah, um, okay, I'll be a VP. Yeah, that's fuck. what I'm saying. So, Seriously. Whatever. Fuck if you. If you give me the you, choice. Yeah, fuck you if you think that he should have gone to the huh. fucking Wizards because it's on his home team or stayed in Oklahoma and take the harder route. This is like, I'm going to go for my PhD and I'm not going to use the internet. I'm just going to go to the library yeah, every yeah, fucking yeah. day. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Fuck so fuck that. No, I don't get it. And I'm glad that we get to see this basketball. Yeah. Because I've never seen anything like this. They broke, the, they broke it. They broke basketball. Honestly, yeah. what, what is this? I have no idea what the fuck it is that we're watching. Dude, this is NBA Jam. Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, <laughs> A, B, up. And you hold it for a few seconds, and then you're on fire all Boom, the time. shakalaka. <laughs> exactly. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the big four is, is a thing now because of them. The big four, bro. Yeah. Yeah. How long till we have a big five? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. When LeBron James joins them? When LeBron James <laughs> joins the Warriors next year? <laughs> Can't beat them. Fuck it. Oh, you know? shit. All right. So we move on. Introduce our next topic. Next up, bro, let's talk a little baseball, man. A lot has happened in baseball. That's true. Oh, actually, before we get into baseball, I wanted to talk a little bit of Miami Heat. Right? Oh, Miami Heat, okay. Yeah, there's been some news lately. Willie Reed and Deion Waiters both decided to opt out of their contracts. I mean, we knew that was coming. Yes. For the most part. But they were Willie both... Reed, not as important. Yeah. Both of those guys were a little outspoken as far as wanted to stay in Miami, and now they both decided to opt out. Truth. Do you think that's going to affect, do you think they're coming back, either one of them? I do think that Deion Waiters will eventually be back. I think you mm-hmm. can't afford Willie Reed. He yeah. had an okay season as mm-hmm. a backup. Now, this is the NBA, and this is the modern NBA. That's yeah. the biggest fucking problem here. Yeah. When you talk about the better minimum, maybe being two point something million dollars going into next season, then we have a fucking issue. Yeah. And the issue is that these bitches are too expensive. Okay? <laughs> you can't but fucking now, afford these guys. Earlier this week, it was reported that uh, NBA doctors cleared Bosch, not, not cleared him, but they, mm-hmm. they basically said that he has a, a career-ending injury and, he's, and the Heat are free to wipe him off the books. So, he, so the Heat have all that cap space available, all, they that, do. Ca- all that Bosch money. They do. So that, that'll help their cause. True. However, what, do, what are they going to spend it on? In the previous NBA world, you could add a, another uh, max contract player because you didn't have to pay a guy like Deion Waiters or a guy like James Johnson. 12, maybe $15 million a year. In the modern NBA, Deion mm-hmm. Waiters and James Johnson might end up making as much money as your star point guard does. Yeah. Goran Dragic. Yeah. Who took a five for 85. You understand? Yeah, man. That's a fucking problem. It's a fucking problem to me when Evan Turner is making $72 million. <laughs> it's a fucking problem to me <laughs> when Joakim Noah is making $72 million. That's the kind of shit that tips the scales. That's the kind of shit that's got to piss you off. Okay, Joe, Joe Kim Noah is getting paid because he won two national championships it's with the, the one Gators. Fucking kid, it's the one fucking kid in class who reminds the substitute teacher that they had homework. Okay? Oh, fuck that, <laughs> that kid, fucking bro. guy. You understand? Somebody fucking comes in, some stupid kid, mm-hmm. like the New York Knicks, and they fucking taint the, the pool. Yeah. They fucking piss in the water, and now we got all this kind of shit. Thanks you understand? a lot, Phil Jackson, you motherfucker. This is the kind of happen. Now, Maybe he's a genius, and he's fucking over the rest of the NBA. Phil Jackson? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Uh, is this the only way you... Oh, okay. So You get what I'm saying? You're right. Instead of trying to be good, yeah. he just figures he's going to make everybody, everybody else, else bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so what's actually happening here is... Okay, take Clay Thompson, for example, right? Yes. Clay Thompson might not be a $20 million a year player, mm-hmm. but he is going to get that. Oh, of course. Because somebody will offer it. Yeah. Fucking Mark Cuban will come along, and he's going to fucking offer that shit. And then it's like... Man, fuck. Guy, come on, man. You know why? Why you got to go off and do some shit like that? Yep. He's just the one guy in the auction who just goes way over. Yeah. And everybody's like, dude, we weren't even on that scale yet. You know? Mm-hmm. Settle down. We'll get there. So that's the fucking problem. Deion Waiters, somebody's going to throw some money at him. 
You see example. a team like Philadelphia, and he's a Philadelphia guy. Yeah. So this is why he's been linked to that. You see a team like Philadelphia, and while they have uh, a guy like Joel Embiid, and they expect Ben Simmons to come back, who, by the way, did you hear that report about Ben Simmons growing a couple more inches as no. of the past year? That's not surprising, though. He was only a freshman. That's the problem. Yeah. He's a freshman when he came to, when he came out of LSU, so he grew a couple inches. Yeah, so the same thing happened to Kobe Bryant. So he's yeah, so he's kind of a bigger yeah, but he came out of high school. He came. It's only one year difference. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I mean, I didn't. I certainly didn't fucking grow at 19. No, neither did I. You know, I stopped growing like at 11. But we're Hispanic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> look at look at a uh, fucking Arroyo and uh, fucking what's his name, the guy that LeBron couldn't post up. JJ Barea, baby. JJ Barea, bro. All back. The fucking shortest guys in the league. That's what we're talking about. But. Yeah, but then again, you know, then you got guys like Paul Gasol standing up for us. Well, he's from Spain. Whatever. I'll take it. I'm like, I'm from Spain like three generations ago. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, the issue with that is that they do need uh, some kind of guard help. Do you know who the fucking point guard for the 76ers is right now? No, I can't think of who it is. I have no idea. Is it still Drew Holiday? Just kidding. Drew it's, not. <laughs> it's not. He's on the fucking, what is he, on the Pelicans still? So. Yeah, I think so. Okay. The point is they, they do need some guard help. Yeah. So here's what happens now. You see a team like that who has cap space, and in the NBA, you have, to have your, you have to hit your cap floor. Yeah. So you will have to offer some money to some people. You see a team like that, and what would, would it surprise you if the 76ers all of a sudden come into the meeting and it's like, oh, yo, here you go, bam, make yeah. it rain on fucking Deion Waiters, just because. Yeah. Fuck it, just because. So I'd like to think that it means a lot to these guys, and, it's, and they certainly have been articulate about it, James Johnson especially, saying yeah. that he'll take a pay cut. Deion Waiters has been... Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been steadfast about staying in Miami. Yeah. But he has, he, he breaked just short of saying he's taking a pay cut. Exactly, you know, he's not exactly. about to, he's not about to fucking say that shit. I mean, as much as they fell in love with the culture down here, the dollars, uh, they yeah. speak, they speak now, loudly. James Johnson bro. has, yeah. James Johnson says that he's willing to take a pay cut to keep this shit going. Yeah. He thinks it's something special down here. And by all accounts, these guys fell in love with whatever was going on down mm-hmm. here. It was cool, man, and it was something that was amazing to watch. Yeah, dude. That team come back and, and finish at 500. I, even though, I mean, I feel slighted by them not, not making the playoffs, yeah. man. You yeah, know what I mean? It would have been a lot of fun, at oh, least for dude. that first round. Yeah. But, so here's what happens. I'd like to think that a guy like Deion Waiters might be able to take a pay cut, or, or would. I would hope so, But man. I just don't know that they can, because if you bring that team back next season, that's not good enough. Now, I'd, did they figure something out? Sure. Are they yeah. going to be better than a 500 team if that same team comes back next season? Uh, yeah, I'd like to yeah. think so. And you don't have injuries, and you're adding a player that you think might be special in the future if he evolves mm-hmm. in Justice Winslow. Yeah. So I'd like to think that that team would be better, but it's not good enough. You absolutely yeah. have to add one of these quote-unquote whales that Pat Riley now they regrets need, saying that term. They need somebody that can – Deion Waiters has to become a, a scorer on the same level as Isaiah Thomas. Right. Okay, now the game's and, linked – I don't know if that's going to happen. The name's linked to this team. Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Paul George. Yeah. They come to town. Do they make a difference? I think Paul George makes a difference. I think Paul George makes a huge difference. Yeah. Paul George is a fucking superstar. Gordon Hayward, I think he makes a difference. You know I like that player. I like, I like yeah, him a lot. Yeah, he's nice. He's because nice. he can do a lot, of, a lot of things on the basketball court. And he's, he just seems like a heat guy. But he can't be the best player in the team. Maybe. Maybe not. I have no idea. But I'll tell you this. And you know I'm of the mindset that it's not all about winning the NBA Finals. Now, Pat Riley might yeah. not be about that mindset. Of course. But realistically, he he's never – the problem is he's never going to say that. But realistically, you just have to put a competitive product out on the, on the court 
and you have to see yeah. what's available to I mean, I'm sure I got he, news for you. I'm sure he looks at the pool and he sees what the best available that's out there and he says, okay, this is where we're going to be because yeah. this is the best available product. Correct, and then you hope for the best. Yeah. But obviously, Pat Riley is not a fucking moron. He yeah. understands that he's not going to be able to get Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Steph Curry, which is what it would take to win the NBA Finals. Exactly. So now all of a sudden you find yourself being a team that is not in play for some of those big mm-hmm. guys. So what do you do? You just give up? You go for the fucking lottery? You can't. You don't do that, right? You have to give your fan base. We're talking about a business here. You have to give your fan base something to show up to. You have to give your brand something to be. This year, it was the culture thing, and that took off. And everybody was doing it, and everybody was wearing it. So there is value in just being a good NBA team as opposed to being a contender every year. Yeah. So you do what you can. Maybe you get a Gordon Hayward, and sure, maybe that's not good enough to get you past the Cavaliers. I don't fucking know. But you do whatever you can. Now, the problem is we go back to the one fucking guy who's going to offer Gordon Hayward a bunch of money if he does indeed opt out of his last year in Utah. Yeah. And then what do you do? Because now you have waiters, James Johnson, and Gordon Hayward. If we're talking about the combination of those three guys not being enough, then you certainly can't overpay for just two. Yeah. You know? Of course. So it's, it's, the modern NBA is rough. It is, yeah, man. It's really rough. You yeah. got to get lucky. Mm-hmm. You got to be good. To be better, it's almost like you get rewarded for being good. And I'm not, I'm not crying about it. For four years, we had that. The yeah. fact that Ray Allen took a mini mid-level exception to play here. The fact that Shane Battier yeah, took dude. a fucking pay cut to play here. Mm-hmm. You understand? We had that. When you're good, guys want to join good. Yeah. David West did it. You know? Yeah. Like that, that's just what happened. So I'm, been... I'm okay with it. I understand the politics of the NBA, or not even the politics. I guess the, the, the customs of the NBA. Yeah. Right? But this is kind of the reality that we find ourselves in if you're a fan of the Miami Heat. Yeah. We'll see what happens next year because, uh, I mean, we all trust Pat Riley. Of course. To man. do and whatever trust. he absolutely can. He's a godfather. Yeah. Respect. Respect. So there you go. Shout out to Riley. All right. Now let's take a turn mm-hmm. to another organization down here in South Florida. Tell me more. The Florida Marlins. Yeah. Or the Miami Marlins. I'm sorry. Whoa. Dude. I do, did I just date myself? Yeah, you went back a few years there. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yeah. So, Miami Marlins, bro. Yeah. They've been on a, a pretty serious homestand. Yeah. This is uh, the funny part is that if we had done a show last week, yeah, we would have been fucking killing them. Yeah. Well, right? they were like in the middle of it. No. Well, yes. Now yeah. they had they uh, just finished their homestand today. Yeah. And they've won ten out of the past eight games. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, I'm eight sorry. Out uh, eight <laughs> out of the past. Uh, what? Yeah. I don't know how. I hope they can pull that. They're in the negative. Amazing. Uh, they won eight out of the last ten games. Yeah. And it, it seems like they're headed towards something better. And, the, the, you know, the problem is that they're, they're still dealing with some injuries and shit, which yeah. is kind of funny. But the team is playing a lot better, and something kind of awesome happened yesterday. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we would have been killing them had we done a show last week because they were still in, like, last place. They were in the cellar. Um, it was a really bad team. Well, I guess not uh, when you take the Phillies into account. But they were just uh, – it wasn't good. And the problem is that the Nationals are really good right now. So yeah, it seems so it. bad when you take the NL East into account. Now, what has happened since? Okay. Justin Bohr is just out of his fucking mind right now. He's batting over 300? Or is that 298 or something? Like he that? was at 293 when he pinch hit today. Okay. And now he grounded out or whatever. But he, he had a pinch hit at bat today. Uh, he had the day off, and Tyler Moore started at first base in, in his place mm-hmm. for the, the series ender against the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, uh, the Arizona the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. For the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, 
He's out of his fucking mind. The fact that he's been able to do it. Here's the thing. That guy, that guy was like drafted in the 20-something round or some 25th round Boar? or some shit like that. Yeah, Justin Bohr by the Cubs. He was in yeah. the Cubs organization, and he was never going to come up to the major leagues because he was stuck behind Rizzo. Mm. Um, so the Marlins get him, and now all of a sudden he comes here, and he was surprising in the minor leagues. He's obviously a mountain of a fucking human being. Yeah. So he rakes. He has big power. And then the lefties were his big issue. And the evolution of Justin Bohr has been something kind of amazing to watch if you're a Marlins fan. I understand that this might not uh, register on the full spectrum of the MLB just yet, although that guy might be the player of the week in this last week that just passed. Yeah. And he's had some kind of fucking, uh, uh, I don't know, month or three-week stretch. But if you're a Marlins fan, this has kind of been a crazy evolution to watch because this guy has all-out won the first baseman job. He just yeah. can't. And you had to give him a chance because he didn't start the season off so hot. He was in the he was well below the Mendoza line. He was in like one seventy something, and he was struggling. But he was making good contact, and I guess whatever powers that be, the front office or Don Mattingly, they really believed in him and they thought that he could take the job, the first base job, and run away with it. And he absolutely has done that. Ozuna is another guy that's been some kind of hot. Ozuna is on his way to maybe being an All Star. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now when we're talking about All Stars here mm -hmm. in the the All Star game is here in Miami this year. Yeah. Ozuna looks like he's making an all-star bid. John Carlos Stanton is possibly the most popular Marlin mm -hmm. now that, sadly, Jose Fernandez is gone. Yeah. John Carlos Stanton is possibly the most popular Marlin around the league because he rakes. The guy is just a fucking, uh, like a, some Real. sort of species of something we've never seen before. He's hit balls that still haven't landed. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. So because of his monster tongs, he is uh, popular around the league. People want to go out and see his BP. He won the home run derby last year, of course. Yeah. So when you have that guy around the league, uh, uh, a lot of kids like him. Mm -hmm. He's a, and the thing is, he's aesthetically pleasing because he's just a huge fucking mountain yeah. of a guy. <laughs> he's got a cannon. Uh, he's big and muscular. He he's done those uh, Sports Illustrated shoots and everything. He did that. Uh, oh, yeah. The 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 topless photo shoot where they they spray yeah. painted the or they painted the jersey on him. Yeah. You know the one. Yeah. yeah. He also did ESPN the magazine. The body issue. The body issue. That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. That kind of shit. So he's he's a popular guy around the league, and he has his his um, uh, popularity. He's yeah. well known. So when guys vote, when guys get to the computer and they vote, Giancarlo Stanton might just be the more popular name. Mm -hmm. It's like me. I have no idea what kind of year Robinson Cano is having, mm -hmm. except for the fact that he was injured or he's been, you know, he's dealt with injuries and shit. But I love that guy. So if I don't know what the fuck is going on for the second base position in the American League. I'm going to click on his name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's how the All-Star Game ba uh, ballot works. Yeah. This is what happens when you give, leave it up to the fans. That's what I do every year. Yeah. So, Giancarlo Sand is getting a lot of those votes. But if you're actually going by performance, oh, and Giancarlo Sand absolutely deserves it, by the way. It's not just uh, hollow votes. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's the one guy of the leaders. Hearing, yeah, he's one he's, of the leaders in home runs. He's really put it up. He, and, his walk his, rate is way up. Yeah. He's hitting in the 290s. And for a guy who's mm -hmm. a fucking just slugging percentage guy, that's a huge deal for him. These yeah. are like the season that he got hit in the face and he, second, he yeah. finished second in the MVP voting and we thought he deserved first. Mm -hmm. These were the kind of numbers that he was putting up. And we were talking about it today. During, we were watching today's game. Yeah. And, we're, and you, were, you mentioned why you're, you weren't sure why Maddenly put him second in the lineup. That's correct. As opposed to where he's normally at in th yeah. third. Yeah, Maddenly's been fucking around with the lineup a little bit. But in his yeah. defense, and it's, worked like, out it's for him, been man. super frustrating what he's gone through in the month of May. Yeah. That is a forgettable month that they just had. Yeah. And... Yeah, if you're Mattingly, then you got to fuck around with it a little bit. You got to do something. Yeah. Now, sometimes to me, it seemed like he was just fucking throwing names in a hat and picking them out. <laughs> because having D. Gordon bat ninth was, I, I don't know what the hell that was about. 
and then having the pitcher hit in front of him. I want to know. Giancarlo Stanton bat second. I want to know what metric they put in front of Mattingly to have D Gordon bat ninth. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think Doug Mattingly applies to these fucking <laughs> metrics? Do you? I mean, I, I think. Managers, do you think his analytics department comes through a and he's like, bit. yo, 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 uh, D Gordon shouldn't be batting ninth. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Were you an MVP when he played for the Yankees? Did you have a glorious mustache? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of these managers, nowadays at least, take no, no, they statistics. Do. They do, they do. They, they have to take bit. it into account. There's an yeah. entire department on the fucking squad. Yeah, dude. On the they baseball franchise uh, dedicated to it. Yeah. But it just seems to me like you might want to take the guy who we considered the most powerful, maybe the most powerful guy we've ever seen in the history of baseball. Yeah. Which is saying something. Mm-hmm. And you might want to put him to bat when there are more people on base. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who, who, so who do you put third? Ozuna? No. Uh, today, it was Christian like, Yelich. What, no, what it's been over the past few days. Oh, okay. It was Christian Yelich. Oh. Christian Yelich has been batting third while Giancarlo Stanton has been batting second. Yeah. Now, you're saying what I, what I would do? Mm-hmm. No, you, you, obviously, you want, to, you want Stanton to bat third. I, well, I want Stanton to just bat on with as many guys on base. Christian Yelich hasn't had the kind of season that we've expected. Yeah. That's not to say he's having a bad season. He's in the 270s, and he's still an on-base machine because the guy's got crazy vision at the plate. Yeah. But... I, it, it seems to me like you might want to get Stanton on with as many guys on as possible. Yeah. Stanton, we've always accepted the guys that some of these huge men. There's a high end, Ryan Howard had a huge contract, even though now he can't fucking make a minor league team. Mm-hmm. There's a Ryan Howard had a huge contract. This yeah. is how we've accepted these slugging percentage guys. I would have, everybody would have been, fucking, nobody expected Justin Bohr to hit 290. Yeah. Everybody would have been perfectly fine if he was a 260 hitter, as long as he's doing what he does best, which is hitting the fucking ball out. His slugging percentage being through the roof. Exactly. Because this is what happens. A 250 average is a one out of four, right? Yeah. If, which, uh, usually you get four at-bats in a game. But if that one out of four, you get a guy like John Carlos Stanton, the chances are that one is going very deep. Yeah. It's going very far. Mm-hmm. So you want people in front of it. That's the value of a guy like John Carlos Stanton. Exactly. For his life, a guy like Jose Altuve or, uh, fuck it, D. Gordon, right? Let's say D. Gordon or Christian Yelich. Yes. They might be 300 hitters for the rest of their lives. But the value of a guy who can drive in so many runs, like because he hits home runs, mm-hmm. that's that's why they get paid. That's, that's why John Carlos Stanton has a three hundred and twenty-five million dollar contract. Yes, it's because now, if that one hit that he gets in the game is a home run, mm-hmm. and there are two guys in front of him, that shit might win you the game. You understand? Uh, yeah. Now, in we one were, swing. We were talking during the game about the lineup changes, and I mentioned maybe it's because Mattingly is trying to force him to have a better uh, approach uh, at the uh, plate. Yeah, yeah, a better uh, plate um, appearance. Appearance, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, be more I, patient I, and might, things like there that. There really might be something to that. Yeah. And there might be something about the fact that he's trying to get some insurance behind them. That's the biggest thing. And that's always been the biggest thing about some of these power hitters in baseball. Yeah. It was a, it was a huge thing with Barry Bonds, and it was a huge thing with a lot of these guys. Yeah. You want to get protection behind them, because otherwise they're never going to pitch to them. Mm-hmm. Especially a guy who has uh, been seen, I don't want to say a sucker, but like he's, he, let's be real. He's a sucker for a fucking down on a waist slider. Yeah. When he's down in the count, that's John Carlos Sand. That's his mo. You mm-hmm. can strike him out. Yeah. Sure. It's like if the bases are loaded, he might hit a grand slam. But you can also strike him out, and then no runs come in. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, the issue with having a guy like that is that you need to get him some protection mm-hmm. in back of it, because if he were to develop vision, if all of a sudden pitchers are willing to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to throw it out of the zone. If he decides to strike himself out by swinging a junk, then fine. Mm-hmm. But if I walk him, also fine. 
you need to make sure that you have a guy behind John Carlos Sand to make them pay for that decision yeah. for now putting a guy on base deliberately. You get it? I get it. Yeah. So, but the problem is that this year specifically and right now we have those guys because Ozuna's raking, because Bohr is raking, yeah, because Real Muto is such a good player, offensively even. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So a lot of these guys have proven that they can really get the job done. That's why I don't I don't understand this whole Giancarlo Sand in the two hole. But whatever, we've gotten off track. The point is <laughs> Giancarlo Sand, Marcelo Zuna, Justin Bohr, even D Gordon is is hitting a lot better. Raul Muto, one of the better offensive catchers in the league right now. And honestly, the Around guy is Muto? just nasty defensively as well. He's got the greatest pop time in baseball. Let's talk about yesterday's game. Well, we will get to that. Right. Or like right now. But I just wanted to say that this team potentially has a lot of uh, all-stars. Yeah. And a game that's taking place here in Miami. That would be really cool to see. Yeah, man. And I wanted to, I wanted to get to it because you mentioned Real Muto. Ooh, if John Carlos Stanton and, and uh, Justin Borg could be in the fucking home run derby. That'd be pretty. Dude, so cool. I don't know. Do they? Have we seen two guys from the same team? I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's happened a few times. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um. Anyways. Go ahead. Yeah, after yesterday's game, which... If you don't know the Marlins, or now uh, you know, now you know, um, Edinson Volquez, Volquez, however you pronounce that, uh-huh. uh, threw a no hitter. That's okay. It's like his third name. I don't expect you to know. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he's that's, one of those guys. That's probably not his real name, huh? He's one of those Leo Nunez guys. <laughs> okay. You remember Leo Nunez? <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. Do you remember uh, Juan, his real name? Juan Carlos Oviedo. That's right, Juan Carlos Oviedo. Oviedo. Oh. Okay. Well, go. Edinson Volquez is like on his third fucking name. Nice. No bullshit. He like came that. into the league and he was I, I forget his original name. But then he had another name. It was like Edison. Oh. It, it was just something like that. And then yeah. he, he, I guess, eventually just corrected yeah. people. And he's like, well, my real name's Edison or whatever. Yeah. We don't fucking know if that's his real name. Whatever. All these guys and their identity issues. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Edison Volquez, Volquez threw a no-hitter. That's Mar- Marlins only scored one run. He only had two walks in the game, too. Two walks, yeah, man. He almost... No, the Marlins scored three runs yesterday. Yeah? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They get, they, yeah. They gave him. They, they gave had him the some insurance uh, runs in the eighth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but for the for most of the game, they only had one run. Correct. And after the game, the Marlins broadcast was praising uh, Real Muto. Yeah. For for uh, for the job for that calling he did. the game. Yeah. For the job that he did calling the game, and 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 I didn't think about that. You know, normally when you when you see no hitters, you just think about oh the pitcher, bro, what a great job he did. But yeah. you don't think about the catcher telling him throw a fastball, throw a slider, whatever. Right. You know, they work together. I don't want to get, I don't want to turn this show into the fucking uh, JT Ramuto Wikipedia page. <laughs> but if you don't know JT Ramuto's history, he took the job from Jared Saltalamaki. Yeah. We offered Jared Saltalamaki, well, no, not we, because I'm not a fucking moron. But the Marlins <laughs> offered Jared Saltalamaki that humongous contract. Yeah. I believe yeah. it was three for 21, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He was making, uh, you know, $7 million a year for those of you who are good at math. $7 million a year. Uh, and. On his second year of that contract, JT Ramuto just absolutely takes the job from the guy. Yeah. JT, uh, uh, Salty had a shitty year that last year. Salty man. was so bad. And the so thing bad. is, he started well. Yeah. But uh, the Marlins fell in love, and this is what Jeffrey Lawyer does because he's a star fucker. They fell in love with the fact that he had just won a World Series with the Red Sox. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you have a World Series, uh, a World Series winning catcher. Mm-hmm. He's a local guy. Jerry Saltalamaki is. I don't know. South that. Florida. Mm-hmm. Where? Where at? I have no idea. Somewhere a little north of Miami, though. Oh, okay. But he's a. Cool. Um, He's a fucking South Florida guy. So all of a sudden, they offer him this big contract. And it was just a name. It was a name. Yeah. And it happened to be a very long name. Jerry Saltalamaki. Yeah, Saltalamaki. But. Barely fit on that jersey. That's right. 
JT Realmuto takes the job from him in that second year, and it eventually leads the Marlins to cut uh, Jared Saltalamaque. Yeah. He was the full-time catcher. Where'd he it, go? Jared Saltalamaque? Yeah. Oh, he eventually like came back with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then oh. he played with the Tigers. Now he's with the Blue Jays, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. He's just been all over the fucking place. All right, whatever. But that contract is fully guaranteed, so he's still making oh, yeah. his 21. Of course. Which is, that's it. He's set. Yeah. Now, JT Ramuto takes the job, and at first it seemed like he was just one of these guys who you, you find a position for him on the baseball field. Or not a position. You find a spot in the lineup for him because he's just he's doing good things. Yeah. He wasn't one of these off, uh, defensive catchers that you see all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. We had Jeff Mathis behind him, who, if you don't know, is a career 190-something hitter. Ooh. So Jeff Mathis is just considered one of these. Uh, he's great with a pitching staff. He's one of these uh, catcher gurus. Yeah. He's great with the pitching staff. He's great defensively, and he does good things uh, on the baseball field. He's a, a good leader. Yeah. That's, what, that's what's always been his thing. So those guys will have a guaranteed job in the league. That's why they're, they're backup uh, catchers. Yeah. Well, JT Realmuto had a lot to learn, and a lot of people wanted to say that Jeff Mathis could help him through that and all that shit because defensively he wasn't a guy. He was just a guy who had the skills to do it mm-hmm. because, okay, so he caught the ball from the fucking uh, pitchers, and then he, when he had to throw to second base, he had a fucking cannon. And he, yeah. his pop time is so quick. That is to say his transition from the minute that he catches the ball to getting up and actually throwing to second base. It was yeah. the fastest in baseball last year, if I'm not mistaken. That's pretty sick. I know. The guy is, is crazy good yeah. athletically. And on top of that, he's your, he's your catcher, but you've got speed. I can't tell you how unusual he is yeah. as a catcher, man. As an athlete, I can't tell you how unusual he is. He's got speed. He's got some power. He can hit for average. The guy is just a freak of a fucking athlete, and he happens to be your catcher. Yeah. Famously... Johnny Bench, one of the greatest catchers of all time. He was part of the Big Red Machine uh, for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Famously, his dad told him when he was growing up, hey, you want to make it to the major leagues? You become a catcher. That's the easiest way to go about it. You become a good pitch. Teams can always use catchers. Yeah. They, always, they can always use good catchers because they're such a commodity. They're such a, a rare thing. So the fact that you were able to find this guy, and he wasn't the highest of draft picks, mm-hmm. or he wasn't, and he just comes up and he's, he's doing this. He hit 300 last year. Yeah, and he's dude. doing it again this year. So it was no flash in the pan. The fact that you have this caliber of player and you just happened upon him, that's a huge deal, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah. On top of that, he keeps getting better. He's getting better offensively at the things he can do. Don Mattingly loves fucking playing. A, a just He throws a dart, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that's where JT Ramuto lands. That guy has hit first, second, sixth. Nah. He's hit all over the fucking lineup. And he can do it because he has speed. He has uh, awareness at, at the plate appearance. But the fact that he's getting better and that they praised him about being better with the staff, mm-hmm. the fact that he's making better calls, yeah. better decisions as a catcher, getting better defensively, a huge deal. I can't tell. JT Ramos yeah. is going to get paid. Yeah, man. And they were saying, yeah, they were point. saying, like, it's, it's a big boost to his confidence as a catcher. Yeah. The fact that he called a, a no-hitter. That's awesome. And yeah, AJ yeah. Ellis, uh, the, the backup, has as well. He caught uh, Clayton Kershaw's no-hitter. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. But yeah, man. They, uh, he, that's, a, that's a huge deal to have that on your resume. And Anderson Volquez, which is funny because two starts ago, Edison Volquez didn't have a win all year. This is the guy who Damn. was supposed to be your supposed ace. He's yeah. the one that started the season for you. The well, Marlins paid him. Hopefully this turns it around for him and he's able to, you know, more consistent. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying he has to throw more no-hitters. No, more. Yeah, you're right. But more consistent. More wins, man. Well, yeah. he, he finally won his first game as a Marlin mm-hmm. last time out. And then now he wins his second game as a Marlin and it just happened to be a no-hitter. Yeah. That is insane. The Good staff stuff, is looking man. better overall, by the way. Yeah. They've, they've uh, Dan Straley, he's mm-hmm. been another one who's held it down. A guy that they offered a one-year contract to out of Pittsburgh, Jeff Locke. He's a mm-hmm. lefty. 
that because of bicep tendonitis before the season has been sat until he's just finally made a season debut, he's back. All right. You need that. You need that on your team. And the yeah. bullpen is looking a lot better. That Good. coupled with the fact that you might have three or four potential all-stars in your lineup right now, that's why this team has gotten a lot better. That's why this team is playing a lot better. Yeah, man. I just hope that they can keep it up more consistently. You know yeah, what I mean? keep it like, going because that low, it looked like it was going to cost them the season for a little bit. Yeah, it did, man. And it and might still. We don't baseball, know. I mean, we're pretty excited over the past 10 games. We don't yeah. know what the fuck's going to happen here coming yeah, up. Yeah, man. And baseball is fun when it's, it's late August and you're still making a playoff of push. The fact you that know what I mean? Last year, the Marlins were eliminated, I want to say, with like four or five games left in the season. Numerically. Yeah. And eliminated. Eliminated. Mm -hmm. uh, when there were like four or five games left in the season. Yeah. That is all I'm asking for, you know? Yeah, man. A competitive team because it's exactly. tough to make the playoffs in baseball. It's tough, yeah. I mean, a handful yeah. of teams make it on each side. But the problem is you've been gifted this. The Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies are obviously in a rebuilding, in a rebuilding situation. Yeah. And the New York Mets were not expected to be as bad as they are because of everything that they've dealt with. Mm -hmm. They're a fucking mess yeah, they of are, a team man. because of everything that has happened. So offensively, they're not great. Uh, Pitching-wise, they're not great. So financially, they're not great. Right. They're, they're just, <laughs> they got a bunch of fucking issues. Decision making, they're not great. So the fact that a team that made the World Series two years ago and that made the playoffs last year as a wild card is now a losing team in your division mm -hmm. really gives you an opportunity here. And the yeah. Marlins, you know, sadly, weren't able, haven't been able to take advantage of it thus far, even though the Nationals are really good. Yeah. But that's it. You have a chance to be the second best team in your division, at least. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff. So hopefully they can turn around. Yeah, man. All right. So. Uh, last week, yeah. speaking of the Nationals, yeah, we, saw, as the rest of the goes. we saw Bryce Harper get into a little bit of a... Oh, it was so good. A little bit of a brawl. It was good. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about stupid baseball rules, bro. <laughs> Unwritten rules. You know you don't want to get me started down this path. <laughs> I uh, love it. Yeah, well, Hunter Strickland, if you don't know, yeah. is another... You know what? We need like a sound for Sapingos. Oh, okay. I, I'm a, we need week. a Sapingo sound. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just add another one to the fucking Hall of Fame. All right. Sapingo Hall of Fame, Hunter Strickland. Okay. This guy is holding like a three-year-old grudge on the fact that Bryce Harper took him deep twice, reportedly. Yeah. This is the, the kind of issue. On the fact that fucking uh, Bryce Harper took him deep twice in a playoff series that the Giants ended up winning. Yes. I mean, is he a fucking moron? What's the point of that, dude? He's just an idiot. What is the point what of that? What a fucking asshole. And the fact that you have all the, the power because you have a baseball in your hand. Yeah. Bryce Harper should have gone out there with a the bat. Yeah, he should have. You know what? If anybody, if I'm blaming anybody, I'm, I'm blaming Bryce Harper now. now yeah, fuck Bryce Harper. Throw him in the pit. You know why? Because you're terrible at decision making. You go out there with a bat, son. Okay? Yeah. You go use it as a fucking weapon. Put some barbed wire on that shit like it's the fucking walking dead. And you go out on the mound and you bash fucking Hunter Strickland. If you're going to do it. My dad used to tell me growing up. Yeah. We grew in the mean streets. Okay? Oh, yeah. We grew up in the mean streets. Uh -huh. My dad's like, I'm not a fucking... I don't fucking fight for karate and shit. He's like, I'm not a, I'm not a martial artist. I don't fight for sport. Yeah. If I'm doing a fucking brawl or in a street fight, I'm fighting to win. Yeah. To hurt yeah. the other hurt guy. guy. I'm trying to come out on top. Yeah. So if I'm trying to do that, there are no rules here. There's no fucking cheating. There's nothing else. Yeah, yeah, no. So the fact that you're willing to drop weapons and shit and just fucking, oh, let's let's make this fair. Let's fight with our fists. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck he that made shit. he fucked up the minute he threw a 95 mile per hour yeah. fastball at you. You, you know, take that bat, Bryce Harper. You know what's funny? Uh, yeah. Bruce Lee, who is like the most famous martial artist of all time, uh -huh. famously said something to that effect that when you're in a fight with somebody, there's no rules. Yeah. You know, if you got to bite a motherfucker, you bite him. It's S a something. fight. <laughs> you already broke the rules, yeah. fucker. Okay? <laughs> this is baseball. 
You want to turn this into a fucking bean competition? Yeah. <laughs> and fuck you. I'm taking the bat with me. Now, he did you try to use another weapon, which is potentially why Major League Baseball came down on him with four games. Yeah, his helmet. But, yeah, his helmet. Now, you know what? Throw him in the pit again. <laughs> if you're going to throw the helmet, you got to grab it like a dodgeball, you fuck. You don't grab Seriously, it by the brim what are you doing and then try to fucking, you know? I mean, nobody makes the best decisions when they're emotional. What an asshole. You know what I mean? What an asshole. But he goes out there. I, I got to give him that, though. When do you see a star do that? You know? They usually, like, they're pissed. Ne- never, dude. A superstar? I think you saw, I think A-Rod did it once. Yeah. Like, they're pissed. But, yeah. Oh, the A-Rod thing was with Jason Veritek. That was such a good ball. Yeah, that was awesome. That was such a good fight. Oh, because it was just that Yankees-Red Sox thing. Yep. So cool. But the thing about this one in particular, Bryce Harper, is that he kind of knew it was going to happen. It just... Yeah, it, he had a few. Do you ever have those moments where everything just hits you like a ton of bricks? Yes. And just so many thoughts go through your head at the moment? Mm-hmm. How in the world could Bryce... Do you think that Bryce Harper maybe was thinking about that when he came up to the plate? Because how can you be? A three-year-old grudge? Yeah. you got to be kidding me. By the way, Bryce Harper has no reason to know who the fuck Hunter Strickland is. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. nobody knows that guy. Hunter Strickland, bro. I mean, who, why? Why do you want to enforce I don't think these dumbass people rules, People in his bro. own household know him. Hunter Strickland? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you're Bryce Harper, like, who, who, you're coming up and you think, like, all of a sudden, oh, this, this might be a, a fucking bean situation mm-hmm. because this guy, you know, I, I took him deep a, a few years back. Yeah. I don't know. So all of a sudden it hits you. And it seemed like it hit Bryce Harper like a ton of fucking bricks. Yeah. It, it was just like, oh, shit, this actually happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was that guy. Oh, this is everything. And then, boom, it's on. Dropped everything, no. pointed at him, ran onto the mound. I think he knew coming up, to yeah. the, like walking up, I think he said, I wonder if this guy's going to hit me because I hit two home runs off of him and I started him down Maybe. a couple years ago. Both guys took some swings, though, in that brawl. Yeah. Buster Posey wanted no part of it. Dude, uh, no, of course not. The, guy's had, the guy has a concussion history, man. He's had some concussion issues, but I mean, you, like, you don't think about that on the moment. You think he did all the math? Well, reportedly. All the, qualific- all the fucking cali- uh, calculations? Yeah. <laughs> on the Apparently. moment, he's like, well, you know, if I go out there, maybe I catch a bow and like, get concussed again. <laughs> no, fuck it. You're the guy with all the gear on. You're the well, only fucking guy who is able to do it. Just keep your mask on. Apparently, Hunter Strickland had told him beforehand that he was going to do it. Yeah, that's what and, we heard. Since, yeah. yeah, and that to not stop Bryce Harper from rushing the mouth. Yeah, he was Shane Falco. Let him through. Yeah, let, let him, him through. through. <laughs> let him through. Shane Falco. Oh, good stuff, man. Dude. But yeah. the best part of that brawl was Jeff Samarja. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what the oh, fuck was shit. that about? Jeff oh, Samarja is a pitcher uh-huh. for the Giants. And, and, uh, and Michael Morse. Yeah. Just running into each other first fa- uh, face, face first. first. Yeah. Just, there's a lot of hair flying all over the place, a lot of greasy-ass hair flying all over the place. <laughs> and these guys run face-first into each other. And now, I think, who is it? Is it Jeff Samarja or Michael Morse that's going to miss some time because of a concussion? I think it's Morse. Either way. Yeah. Nobody's fucking playing him anyway. So. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why. Yeah. That, I think it's Morse because of that. I heard somebody say that afterwards. Yeah, fuck that. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh, well, we even know that he was suspended? I exactly. have no fucking idea. Exactly. So, but, oh, God. I love baseball brawls. It's a good time. Yeah. You know, the bench is clearing and everything. So funny, man. Yeah. So funny. Now, since then, the, he the appealed the situation. Yeah. Bryce the Harper appeared, uh, appeared, appealed. appealed his uh, suspension. And, and it brought went it down four to, to like, three. Yeah, four to three. That's correct. So, uh, that's not bad. No. Sometimes you just got to, you know. Now, Hunter Strickland only gets six games. As a bullpen guy, yeah. that, might, that might be two, three appearances. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand that, man. Yeah, Baseball's got to do away with this shit. I understand that it's part of the game. But if hockey can steer the sport towards having less fights and mm-hmm. something that is so obviously ingrained in the sport, like 
you know, hockey fights are, yeah. then baseball should be able to do away with this. The guy holding a fucking death device, a rock yeah, dude. of a fucking thing in his hand, and he can throw it 100 miles per hour at somebody's head. Seriously, I don't, I don't mean to be the old fuddy-duddy and all this bullshit, but it, it's got to be done. Like, I, I don't... That's some bullshit. Yeah. And then the fact that the pitchers always get... First of all, this sport is bullshit. This sport already favors the pitcher. They have every advantage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers, the starters pitch once every five days. The bullpen guys just rest all day. Mm-hmm. They have all the fucking power. Uh, it's, the sport is geared towards them because yeah. the fact that you're a 300 hitter, that means 30% of the time, if you are able to actually do something against them, you're a great player. Yeah. They already have all the advantage in the world. And then we're going to give these guys all the benefit of the doubt. They have the fucking weapon in their hands. I don't know. I'm just done with it. I'm done with these unwritten rules and all that bullshit. It's crazy, man. I remember Cole Hamels. And the thing is, Bryce Harper, I mean, poor guy. I, I guess he doesn't help his case by being unlikable. But that's He's not, not unlikable, bro. He's just fucking fun. He has fun out there, dude. I like the guy. Yeah, man. But a lot of people think about him as arrogant. A lot of people think about him as, uh, Fuck that, man. as abrasive. So, okay, how many times when you're a kid... And you're playing at a park with your friends, right? Let's say if you're playing basketball. That flipped off. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It is. Let's say if you're playing baseball and you hit a fucking long ball off your boy and you go, oh, yeah, or some course. shit like that. You know, you're, it's you're out there having fun. fun. You're playing a fucking why, child's yeah, game. Yeah, why, why are we forgetting that this is entertainment? Yeah. So I don't understand what they, the beef is or what people have against Bryce Harper in the league. Mm-hmm. But I remember when Cole Hamels, uh, first, he was with the Philadelphia Phillies at the time, and Cole Hamels faced him. Yeah. In his first major league at bat, and he hit him. He hit uh, Bryce Harper. Yeah. And it was, or in his major league debut, he hit Bryce Harper. Uh-huh. And after the game, he was interviewed and subsequently suspended because he said, oh, it was just my little way of welcoming him, welcoming him to the major league. What kind of fucking shit is that? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? It was Bryce Harper's first game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go up to the cops and be like, uh, you know, oh, it was just my way. Or go up to HR <laughs> and be like, oh, this guy came into my office today. He's new. I punch him in the face. This is my little way of saying welcome to the yeah. party, bro. You know? <laughs> oh, this woman came in today. I spanked her on the ass. It was just my way of saying exactly. welcome to the league, baby. You know? What the fuck? Who, who does that, bro? That's this the only, bullsh- only baseball oh, gets baseball. away with that kind of shit. Fucking, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyways. Um, yeah. Another, another uh, story involving a superstar, Mike Trout. Yeah. Got injured last week as well. You want to know how cursed the Marlins are? How? How fucking... How much of a fucking uh, death-spiraling black hole they are? That they're the fish, and anybody with a fish in his name gets injured. No. Well, yes. But (laughs) Mike Trout comes to town, Uh and he gets injured for the first time in his entire career. The fact that that happened here in Miami while he was playing a weekend series, and he gets injured for the first time and goes on the DL for the first time in his entire fucking career. And now it's, it, he had to have a surgery on that left thumb. Yeah. And he's going to be out for a period of six to eight weeks, they say. However, Damn. I read a report today that the plan for him, mm-hmm. if everything goes correctly, is to be back by the All-Star game, which is a month from now. Okay. Yeah. A month-ish yeah. from now. All right. I mean, so, hopefully that's able to work out I, because I, he's I mean, one of the for, more fun players to dude, watch. Dude, the guy man. was on his way to another MVP season. Yeah. And that sounds silly to say when we're only taking two months of, of a six-month season into account. To me, it's but not silly it's because crowd. the Angels are, like, in last place. Well, yeah. I, 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 know you're not, I know you're not about that. But he did win the, uh, the AL MVP last season. Yeah. And the Angels were not good. Yeah. But this guy. Yeah, that's funny to me, though. His like, track um, record has led us to believe. He's that awesome, the production bro. he's had over the last two months, mm-hmm. that was going to hold throughout the season. No, for he sure. He is absolutely for the best sure. player in baseball, bar none. He's super consistent at every fucking thing that he does. He's the fucking shit. He's awesome, man. But he's awesome. But he's all no of that was not enough 
for him to come into the uh, blood diamond yeah. that is built on Indian <laughs> burial ground <laughs> and get his fucking thumb injured and land on the DL for the first time ever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So Crazy, that's man. sad. You always want to be see the better guys in the uh, yeah in the MLB out there. But yeah, man, he's he's a lot of fun to watch, but he's I don't know, man. He's kind of vanilla. Like we've talked about this before, you yeah. know. And fucking Edwin over here, he's like, just not he, an exuberant personality. Yeah. But I mean, the guy has the right to be whatever the fuck he wants. Of course. You know, I once heard in a, it was I believe it was well, I I don't believe I know it was Michael Jordan, but I believe it was in a scenario where he was talking to a bunch of kids, uh-huh. some shit like that. And somebody asked him the question, if he could sign anybody to his Jordan brand, mm-hmm. who would it be? And he said Mike Trout. He said well, Mike Trout. Now, we know that Michael Jordan is a big baseball fan. Yeah. We know that he, lo- he loves that shit. I mean, he did quit basketball once upon a time to yeah. play baseball. <laughs> uh, but the guy said that he loves Mike Trout, loves him as a player. He mm-hmm. just does so many things so well. He's, and he's clearly the best player in baseball, so he's not alone in loving Mike Trout. Yeah. But he did say that. He just also said that he's... Uh, uh, Nike territory, and he's not about to trample this. You know that yeah. uh, he's not about that life. He doesn't mess with the people who make his brand. No, exactly. So, uh, but that's you know that's the kind of player he is, and that's how appreciated he is. Where, who in my, baseball right now is Jordan Brand? Are there any uh, since Jeter retired? I, I mean, no. I think the for the notoriety of it, we knew that Jeter was. If yeah. anybody is right now, I certainly don't know it. So mm-hmm. it's not as advertised as Jeter was. Jeter had the famous, you know, he had the wristband with yeah. the Jordan and everything. But I don't know. I don't know that there is anybody in baseball right now under the you Jordan see, I th- I think umbrella. Trout, I think Trout would benefit from being Jordan Brand. Because yeah. it's, seen, it's seen as more cool. flamboyant. It's seen as cool. Yeah. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember when uh, Under Armour yeah. started making sneakers. And now, obviously, they have Steph Curry, so that's a big boost for them. Yeah. But when they started making sneakers and they started sponsoring uh, uh, like uh, universities mm-hmm. and somebody... It sounded ridiculous at the time because you play where you play. You play yeah. wherever they offer you a scholarship or, or whatever uh, program, coach you want to be under, whatever. Exactly. It sounds silly. But it's funny because that absolutely matters to the young population. To the young people, mm-hmm. having Jordans, wearing Jordans, wearing cool Nike shoes like the new LeBrons or something like that, that is a big deal. Yeah. And I remember somebody saying like, no fucking kid wants to wear Under Armour. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, <laughs> they don't want to wear Under Armour sneakers. That's not cool. Yeah. So whatever. But that, that's kind of funny. So it would because what's cool to the younger crowd is absolutely this is why uh, we gain – this is how you gain popularity. Yeah. So that, you know, especially now in the there's world a, of social media when everybody retweets shit uh, 100 times or 100,000 times. there's an ESPN documentary about how Nike took over – how they took over basically. Yeah. And it was, it was basically by – It happened fairly quickly. Yeah. And it was by starting all these basketball camps and inviting all these colleges and stuff yeah. like that with the youth and shit like it that. It just became cool. Crazy, Nike man. became cool. Yeah. And they're great at everything that they do. You see their marketing campaigns and their commercials are fucking awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the best at that. Yeah. Everything is cool. So that's the thing. And you're right. I, I actually think that having being under the Jordan brand would seriously help Mike Trout because it would make him cool. Yeah. A guy who is, who's not seen. Mike Trout is seen as a great player, but he's not seen. Nobody's mistaking him for cool. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Bryce Harper, maybe. Not Mike Trout. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that'll be that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. What else you got there? Um, that's it for Major League Baseball, but let's get a little into some college baseball. All right, give me an update on that because you know more about it than I do. Yeah. All right, so uh, both FIU and UM made it to their postseasons, which we mentioned in our, in our last show. Yeah. Since then, FIU was eliminated by FAU, Florida Atlantic University. Yeah. Uh, pretty early in the tournament, uh, they only were able to play. Which is fucked up. 
Yeah. Because we dominated that shit during the regular season. I know. But whatever. The, they lost to Old Dominion in their first game of the playoffs, and then they yeah. lost to FAU in their second game, and that's what eliminated them. Um, uh, Successful uh, season for yeah, FIU. No, they, yeah, great Either season. Way. Good season for FIU because yeah. they none of the players that, that are, are in the number one recruiting class mm-hmm. are in this team. That's correct. Because they're all starting next season. Right. So the fact that they were able to make the the Conference, Conference USA, USA playoffs and they had a pretty good regular have a season. season. Yeah, they had a five, over five hundred records. So That's yeah, right. man, good good stuff. And they have a lot of uh, some. They have a lot of young guys that contributed this season. Yeah. So they're building that, something here. Yeah, they're building something nice, yeah. man. I like it. And uh, yeah, so Rice ended up winning Conference USA. Well, there you go. Rice University. Rice University. Yes. Uh, now, University of Miami. Do you, do you know anybody from Rice University? Oh, no, man. I mean, I've heard, you know, this guy went to Rice or whatever, but I can't remember any of that shit. If I'm not mistaken, didn't... Glenn Rice. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Glenn Rice Jr. They, they changed the university's name after him. No, what was... Uh, who is... Are we playing Jeopardy? Who is... Uh-huh. Fuck! Why can't I remember this guy's name right now? I don't know. What is the running back who beat his wife in the elevator... Yeah, oh, used to play for the Ray Ravens. Rice. Ray Rice. <laughs> I don't. Did he, did he play for Rice University? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep okay, going. Anyways, is anybody named Quinoa? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> what the fuck is Quino? What the fuck is Quino? <laughs> All right. Anyways, on to the University of Miami. They also made their postseason for the ACC, uh, which was surprising because they got up to a very shitty start, mm. and um, against like lesser teams. But then when they started ACC play, they did very well. Yeah. So I don't know how that worked out. I guess they figured it out later on. Later on. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know they what. They just uh, figured it out. They clicked the on button. I guess, dude. I don't know. I don't know what they did. But that Gatorade. Either either way, yeah. Uh, I guess they have a lot of. Or biogenesis. Nice... No, I didn't Ooh. say that. Ooh, <laughs> hot take. <What>? Hot take. <laughs> Where's that? Hot take. No, 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 no. That was that was a previous that was a previous uh, Canes regime. Yeah. Well, at Alex Rodriguez Stadium, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyways, so um, it was interesting because as soon as the regular season was done, they were speculated to be last four in for the 64-team NCAA tournament, right? That's correct. Um, they made it deep into the ACC playoffs. They were eliminated in the semifinals mm-hmm. by North Carolina. So the fact that they didn't make the NCAA tournament is surprising. You know, if you... If you I mean, if you make I, a deep I, run, you if, feel like you should be able to? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're last four in and you make a good run in your conference tournament in one yeah. of the big conferences, why not? I don't know. I guess somebody else bumped them out or yeah, something. But It's kind of tough to, to make a case for them when they had such a, I don't want to say shitty regular season, but mm-hmm. by their standards, yes. Yeah. So This was a team who was uh, possibly looked at as one of the favorites to win the College World Series last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, last, yeah they, they made perennial. it to Omaha last year, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. did. Crazy. Uh, perennially, this is a, a great program. Yeah. They're always a great team. They put a great product on the field every year. Yeah. So they didn't help themselves by having those kind of expectations yeah. and putting forth such a, an and underwhelming I, season. And I bet they're kicking themselves because of the, the start that they had to the season. Of you course. know what I mean? They, they lost games to lesser teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and this is the first uh, year in 44 years that they don't make the NCAA tournament. Unbelievable. What a run, bro. I don't know that years? I can properly put this into perspective, and I didn't really, I haven't looked into it just mm-hmm. yet, but that's got to be one of the most incredible runs in, in like, uh, in, I don't want to say major sports because Definitely. they're not a professional team, but yeah. certainly 44 straight years. you got to be four straight years of making the, comp, uh, the NCAA tournament. That's amazing. That's and they won, what, four or five? 
right? Yeah, they've, uh, well, I, th- I think it's five championships. I don't know. I think, they've, I think they've won five College World Series. Anyways. Well, I know the... Four uh, or five. I know it's four or five, for I, sure. I know it's five for the football games. Fo- yeah, it is. It is five for football. should be six, but, you know, somebody threw a flag. I'm on it. I'm Anyways. On FSU ended up winning the ACC. And they're on to the, the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, well, I guess we'll keep you updated with that. FSU is a pretty good team, though. As it ha- yeah, they, they had a pretty good season, man. I mean, I would say, you know, if you win the ACC, pretty good team. Pretty yeah. good team. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's it for baseball, dude. Do you have any, anything else baseball you want to talk about? No, nah, baseball. I mean, the, the season's still forthcoming. Now, uh, what was also cool, actually, now that you mention it, I forgot to mention this earlier. What was also cool about five times, by the way. No, four times. I'm sorry. Four? Okay. Yeah, 82, 85, 99, 2001. There we go. And, of course, they had that. You know. The what? Uh, I think it was the 2000, what was it, 2003 season or something like that that was heartbreaking. They were supposed to be also, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Dude, so they won baseball and football the same year, 2001. Yeah. Nice. Well, did we win 2001? Yeah. No, it was Ohio the 2001 State. team, but we won in 2002. Uh, I thought Ohio you State. Know what I, mean? I thought the Ohio State game was 2002. The Ohio State game was the 2003 Fiesta Bowl. Oh, uh, okay. But okay, it was okay. the 2002 season. Uh, That's where it gets confusing. Yes. Baseball is the only fucking sport that doesn't do that shit. Yeah. Okay. Thank well, you. It's, the entire season is played in one calendar year. The 2000 team, 2001 postseason, right? Yeah. All right. Anyways, that that's that the, the year that got snubbed by FSU. That they got snubbed by FSU. Motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. Seminoles. Bro. Motherfuck them. Yep. Jeremy Shockey, not happy. Oh, not where, where is it? Ain't nobody. Nope. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I'm not happy. Oh, but Says, he is happy now. He is happy now. Yeah, we'll get we'll, to that. We'll talk about on on the uh, next show. All right. Um. Where the fuck? Oh, yeah. Albert Pujols, 600th home run. I'm not happy. There found you go. it. I found it. <laughs> okay, Albert Pujols is happy. He oh. had his 600th home run yes. of his career. And it was a grand salami. A oh, grand salami, How bro. cool is that? How huh? awesome is that, bro? What a That's fucking moment. fucking awesome. Have we become Ooh. jaded to all the home runs? Have uh, the steroids, the, did the steroid era beat it out of us? The fact that there are so many guys in the 500 club and now so many guys, or I don't want to say think, so many, it's... but still a few guys in the 600 club. Every uh, time I see, I don't know, man. Every no, time I, every time I see somebody, oh, this guy made it into the 500 club. Every yeah. time I see somebody with 500 home runs, that still impresses me, man. It is super impressive. Yeah. Do you have any idea how many times, growing up, I saw ESPN and other channels and all the coverage being about, oh, this guy is nearing his 500th home run. Yeah. Every channel would flip to it as uh, the at bats came in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 It was like a live look in every time, and it's just, it doesn't seem as special anymore. Yeah, they don't really do that anymore. I had no idea that Albert Pujols was nearing 600 home runs. Neither now, if I. you ask me, I'm sure I, I did know because I knew that he had hit 500. Yeah. And a couple of days ago, I received a notification that he hit his 599th. So, but it wasn't a huge deal. I don't feel, at least, like it was as big a deal as I, as I considered in the past. Like, I remember yeah. when Ken Griffey was about to hit his 600, you know? Yeah. That was a, that was a big deal. Yeah. No, uh, I, I remember when A-Rod got to 500. Yeah. And he was still relatively young. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that I was, was like, holy shit, deal. this guy's going to hit like 800 home runs. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big deal. So, I don't know. But uh, let's not take anything away from Albert Pujols. That was a great fucking moment. No, definitely. 600 home runs. Awesome. Only a few guys in, in major league history have been able to do that. When I saw the, the news on TV, on, I think it was part of ESPN or some shit, mm-hmm. uh, I saw, oh, Albert, Albert Pujols hits a grand slam. And I was like, oh, cool, grand slam. Albert Pujols, nice. Yeah, you know, you're old. And then I was like... For his 600th home run. And I was like, holy shit. That's fucking that's awesome. That's fucking awesome, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool, dude. 
Yeah. What a moment, man. Good moment. Yeah. Good moment. On the same day that Edison Volquez got a no hitter. Yeah. That's yeah. right. What a day in baseball. What a day. Oh, what a day. Yeah. Well, we're done. We're done here. <laughs> we are. <Yeah. laughs> we're going to wrap this baby up and put a bow on it. If you are looking for some soccer expertise, yes. you will have that in a couple of days. Check back in with us. Yes. Hopefully, we will partake in another soccer shape workout tomorrow. Yes. Monday. Monday, yeah. Monday, we're doing the soccer shape workout. Monday, June 5th. Yep. So, hopefully, we'll do that. And yep. then we will report back to you yeah. with a full soccer show and maybe some of these Miami FC players yeah. that we, partake we, in soccer shape. We will be joined at least by Mason Trafford. Okay. Right? If the other soccer shape guys can join us as well, that'd be awesome. But Mason Trafford for sure will join us on our we'll next keep, show. We'll keep people posted on that. We'll check our social media yes. feeds and shit. Yes. And our next show will be a soccer specific show. So if you're down for that, uh, join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're and even talk. if you're not, just turn it on. Of course. Give us of the course. play. Yeah. Come click. On. Come on. We don't care if you listen. Just, Big you know, <laughs> click it. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Good night. Bye.